Yo, what's good, you two? Welcome back to another episode of the Shooter Straight Podcast. It's your co-host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Blue. And welcome back to episode 20. First and foremost, like always, man, we just want to appreciate, uh, thank everyone for all the support we've been getting on all social media platforms and, and YouTube and everything. We've been getting views on our reels and YouTube shorts and everything like that. So we appreciate all the support. And we just started the Facebook page today. We're going to link that in the description box below, down with all the other social media. So make sure you follow us on there and like it up on the Facebook because we're going to be going crazy on there. And continues to continue to like us on other platforms, including TikTok, Instagram. And we're going to be setting up on Spotify pretty soon. Exactly. Spotify and Apple Music Podcast coming real soon. We're getting all that in the works. So we got some real big things coming soon. So you're not going to want to miss a thing. So make sure you subscribe. If you haven't already, because we got a lot of big things coming soon, and some interviews and everything. I was going to say, keep commenting on the fa the, fa the Facebook Reels, which we just started up, Instagram Reels, YouTube, our videos, clips. Just keep commenting and letting us know. Letting us know what's interesting. We'll see what's next. Exactly. So with all that being said, man, you ready to just get straight into this? Yeah, let's shoot it straight into it. First and foremost, we're going to start off with the NBA. We got some crazy news. Celtics coach Ime Udoka has been suspended for the entire 2022-2023 season after he reportedly has violated team policies after having an intimate relationship with a team affiliate. Now, the initial reports were that the relationship is 100% consensual. However, uh, recently, you know, Udoka uh, has been accused of making unwanted comments towards her, which led to this investigation by a private law firm, and it's kind of led all the way to him being suspended now for the 20 whole season coming up. Uh, Joe Mazzula has been hired to replace Yudoka. That's the immediate replacement. But, you know, first and foremost, let's just get straight into it. What are your immediate thoughts on this? seems like the situation is only going to get worse for him. It's There's rumors that, what, I believe Richard, Jeff Richard, Richard Jefferson, Jefferson and um, there was Matt another, Barnes. and Matt Barnes came out and said that situation may be looking worse. And we'll just, it's hard to say, like, how much... Like, if he deserves more, like, of a punishment, because we don't know, like, the full, details, the full details, exactly, but we'll see what, what's coming out of the situation. Exactly. In terms of this situation, I think that it's an ever-growing situation, and I think that there definitely is more than meets the eye to this situation at first glance. You know, I understand that, you know, it's a team policy. That in the, uh, the head coach of the team can't really be having a relationship with somebody who's lower, you know, in the, in the Celtics staff. So I understand that, but at the same time, it seems as if there is more details coming out about the situation by the minute. You know, Shams at first was saying that it was 100% consensual, and now they're saying that it might not have been. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. So I think it's, it's, I don't want to rush to any conclusions and say that he deserved a harsher punishment or anything like that because I think that there's just more details that are going to come out about the situation. You know, I think ultimately, you know, it's, it's best to focus on the basketball part of this at this very moment until until more details come out. You know, and I think that this is, in terms of the basketball court... It's detrimental to is, the Celtics. This is very detrimental to the Celtics and in in where this franchise was headed. Because overall, he was a good basketball coach. Of course, and regardless of how this situation ends, we all know what he did last season, you know, getting the Celtics team to the NBA Finals, something Which that... Which they haven't done X amount of years, with like 20... 2008, I think. Like, 2008, yeah. they, they were able to win the championship. 2010, they lost to the Lakers. So that was probably the last time they beat them. So that's what I'm saying. And they had they had Brad Stevens for many years trying to get there, and... He always kind of got knocked out in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then Ime Odoka comes for one season, and he's able to actually get him there. And unfortunately, you know, they did lose to Golden State, but, you know, not many teams were probably going to beat Golden State. You know, that team was, was kind of on a mission. It seemed like they were kind of destined to win the, the last championship, let's be honest. 
However, do you have faith in the new coach, Joey, Joey Mazzula? I have no faith in him. I'm not going to lie. His because only, he has barely any experience. How are you going to – like, I understand there's probably not many options and stuff like that, but bro, how are you going to hire the guy? His only experience is Fairmount State. Have you ever heard of Fairmount State? Not many people have. Nobody has. Literally, this is like hiring some random guy off the street, essentially. You know what I'm saying? And I understand he was an assistant coach and stuff like that, but let's be real, man. This team it was, was NBA – you know, favorite. They were finals favorites but for some people. You know what I mean? They were up there. And now, you know, I don't think you can consider this team uh, a favorite for the championship because without a star coach, you gonna, you, you need of a course. You can have all the great talent in the world. You can have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. You can have them all. But if you don't have a good coach to lead them like Ime Odoka was, you're not going to you're not going to get there. You know what I'm saying? We've seen it, man. They had Brad Steven. They couldn't get there. You think Joe Mazzulla is going to take him? Like I think it's it's gonna be really bad for the Celtics. You know what I mean? And even if he is a good coach, he's just gonna have more. He's just gonna have to have experience in the NBA. Joey Mazzulla. And the the pressure on this guy is, is gonna be so crazy because not only is it the Boston Celtics, but also he's replacing Emo uh, Udoka, and you know the, he's replacing him in such a kind of weird way. You know what I mean? Nobody kind of expect. There's gonna be so much pressure on him to perform, and you know with. Uh, you can't put all this pressure on a guy who his only experience is Fairmount State. You know what I mean? Like he, I, I just—he's been an assistant coach for what? The, yeah, he's the Celtics. A, he's a, but but your only head coaching experience is Fairmount State. You know. So what he's mean? been with the team though. He's but, been with the Celtics. But th- this this is—he he knows the area. He knows he knows the team and stuff like that. But let's be real. If you think that this, this he's going to be able to run this defense as good or call the plays or anything like that at the level of Ime Udoka, or just of lead course, the team. Of course, because he general. has no NBA experience, but. Maybe give us some time. I, I think. That, I mean, I don't think that the Celtics are all of a sudden going to n- become like a non-playoff team or anything crazy like that. But to, but a lot of people were saying, you know, could this be the year where they win the finals? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's gone. I don't think that that can happen without Ime Udoka. And I don't think. I don't think anybody does. And I think that's why this is. Besides the fact that it's just a very controversial story, but this, that's why this is so crazy. You know what I mean? Nobody expected it, and the Celtics are such a good team that this is very detrimental to the future of the season. But I think. You know, this is a story that is only ever growing, and we'll continue know, to give I, updates. I, and I, I know that this won't be the last time we probably talk about exactly. it because by the time we record this next podcast, I'm sure that there's going to be more rumors and more, well, not even rumors, there's going to be confirmed things that have already come out, and it's going to make this whole situation make a lot more sense. And then we'll probably be able to give a verdict on, on what we thought the punishment probably actually should have been, or if it should have been worse or better or less or anything like that. But it's right now we just have to we just have to wait and see, and I think it's we just gotta wait and and keep keep you know following to see what what happens with the situation. Yeah, of course. Well, let's get into the next topic with scandals. Another scandal going on in the NBA. Yeah, the Suns' owner was recently fired, and Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, is thinking about buying out buying the team. Exactly. I mean, we we talked about it last podcast the whole Robert Sarver situation and. Uh, you know, we even said at the time that he should be selling the team. We, we thought that the NBA should have probably forced him to sell the team. And the NBA, didn't, they ended up not having to force him because he was getting so much backlash that he just decided to sell the team on his own. Yeah. And I think that this is the right move for him, but I don't want to really focus on him. I want to focus on the fact that, you know, Jeff Bezos is in the running to get, you know, I think Jeff Bezos could lead this team, you know, to, to really great things. Yeah, of course, he, and he's probably not going to be involved because he doesn't probably doesn't have that much basketball knowledge. But no. he has the but he has the, the money exactly. He has the money and the power to get someone maybe out of their position, maybe like 
their job right now. Maybe they only got one year left at this ex whatever team, and they'll join the Suns and oof with a great owner and Chris Paul. Man, they they're gonna have a great front office. You know what I mean? They're gonna be able to pay. No pay. one's saying they win a championship or nothing, but 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 they could definitely in the be, future. In the future, they're gonna be they're gonna continue to contend because because they, they've got an owner who's willing to spend all the money in the world, and they got an owner who's. Who's gonna want to put out a good product onto the court? You know what I'm saying. Maybe Chris Paul won't choke. I mean, he's probably gonna uh, get a little bigger bag, maybe if you know Jeff Bezos, so maybe he'll have more incentive. I don't know, but I think that this is gonna open up so many options for the Suns because I think that this is a, a, a this is obviously a free agent destination. You know, this is a place where people want to go. It's not like it's uh you know look no disrespect to Milwaukee, but nobody really wants to live in Milwaukee. But you know what I mean, like for the most part. You know, that's just a random city. Utah could go the same way. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that you know they're not free agent destinations. But Phoenix, that's a good area. People want to go there. They got Devin Booker. They got a real young core. You know, with the right ownership group. You know, and potentially you know Jeff Bezos. Or there's a few other guys you know that are are in the running. Whoever it is, you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have a lot of pressure. But I do think that they can't do it any worse than Sarver did. Yeah. So I think. That the Suns are going to do great things. I'm not going to lie. In yeah, the future. For sure. I can definitely see it. And I was thinking that Jeff Bezos would have actually been interested in buying, like, I know we talked about it on the podcast on an earlier episode, but if the Seattle Supersonics were coming back, he would have probably been interested in buying those because, you know, he's around that area. But Yeah. You know, that's probably – I, I know he, he said they weren't going to make any team extensions on Adam Silver, right? Yeah. To, like – they weren't, they're not adding the next anymore. like three, next like couple years. Exactly. They'll, they'll be willing to talk about it though. Yeah, well, you know, it would have been interesting to see Jeff. Be- and let's be real, it's not no confirmed thing. You know, Jeff Bezos still might be kind of holding out for that. You know what I mean? But you know, at the same time, it's hard to become an owner in the NBA because not many people are really willing to sell their franchise. Of course, it's not like you don't get this opportunity every day. And if Jeff Bezos is really interested in doing this, which it seems as if he is. He's been wanting to, I think, get into buying a sports franchise for a while. Because he has to know the industry is only going to continue to grow. Exactly. And you know Jeff Bezos, he's got the money. Like He likes sports to a certain extent. So you know he's been wanting to get into this. Maybe he's looking at it like, this is my best option. That's you know, And there might be a few other options that might come up. But he even knows that a franchise as good as the Phoenix Suns is not going to come up again. You know what I mean? Like, the Lakers aren't getting sold or nothing like that. So, you know, the Suns is a top-tier franchise right now. At this very moment. And he's going to be able to keep them there. Of course. So he like, I understand why he would make that move and, and not go for the Seattle Supersonics and try to bring a team back there. You know what I mean? I understand it from Bezos' perspective. You know what I mean? He's got options. Of course. And, and, you know, when you're Jeff Bezos, you got all the options in the world. It doesn't matter. He <laughs> can kind of do whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Let's be real. Right. So you ready to get into the NFL? I'm always ready to get into the NFL, man. We got a crazy week. Woo! Let's talk about our week, week three predictions. Yeah, so week three predictions, you know, like always, you know, the pick em style format, week three NFL pick em, let's go. Bills, Dolphins, I'm taking the Dolphins. Dolphins. Bengals, Jets, taking the Bengals. Bengals. Raiders versus the Titans, taking the Raiders. Raiders. Saints versus the Panthers, I'm taking the Saints. I got the Saints. Ravens versus the Patriots, taking the Ravens. Ravens. Lions versus the Vikings, I'm taking the Vikings. Vikings. Eagles, Commanders, taking the Eagles. Eagles. Chiefs, Colts. Taking the Chiefs. Chiefs. Texans versus the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> Jags versus the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. 
The Chargers. Rams versus the Cardinals. I'm taking the Rams. This one, man. I gotta go with the Cardinals. Packers versus the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks. Bucks. Falcons versus the Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks to get the Seahawks. I'll, I'm picking the Seahawks. 49ers versus Broncos. I'm taking the 49ers. 49ers. And then Cowboys versus the Giants. I'm taking the Giants. Man, I got to take the Giants as well, man. They've been performing real well lately. Wow. So, I think the craziest thing, you know, and we, we kind of we have, you know, very similar picks this week. I think that there's a lot of games this particular week where they're, they're kind of one-sided or, you know, the favor, there's a clear favorite in a lot of these games. You know, and, and a lot of the times you can get burnt on some of these games, you know, because, look, let's be real. There's some games here where it's real picking, but then there's some, you know, you would expect the Bengals to be able to beat the Jets, you know? But it could be an upset. But it could be an upset. So, you know, last, last week in particular, you know, I got a little bit burned on my week two picks on, and because of some upsets, but – the first game I think that is of, of major, you know, highlight, you know, is, is going to be the Bills versus the Dolphins. And this is a crazy matchup to get in week three, 2-0 versus 2-0, AFC East divisional matchup. You know, we both picked the Dolphins, but what makes you have faith in the Dolphins to get this one done against the Bills? The injuries on the Bills' defensive side, and man, Dolphins just been getting it done on offense, bro, so they're just going to be unstoppable. And especially with the injuries that the Bills have in the secondary, I think that they're going to be able to exploit uh, the Bills. Exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? Let's, I'm not going to lie. As Even as a Dolphins fan, I, at first I, I was picking the Bills. But I but saw the injuries and I said, damn, this secondary is really you know, injury-plagued you know, injury right now. And Josh Allen can only do so much without his defense. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, obviously the defensive line is still going to be great. They're still going to have Von Miller, and they're still going to be able to get some sacks and get some pressure. But Tua has been really good and really efficient this season at getting the ball out quickly. And, you know, although even last week against the, the Ravens when he had a crazy six-touchdown game, he did throw two interceptions. But, you know, the second half of that game we saw Tua play like I, I have never seen Tua play in the NFL. It was really it was an unbelievable to watch. I personally couldn't believe it. And and I feel like that that was the turning point of his whole career, and I and I think that this is his chance. He's never been able to uh, beat the Bills, and this is his chance to to really to to put the whole NFL on notice. You know, that, look, they're watching him now. Last season or last game, they they made him pay attention, but this this is his chance to really cement himself. I feel like I he's, I think he's definitely going to take up on that opportunity. No questions. And the then, about it. so the other game, obviously, we got to highlight this game because this is one of the, I think maybe the only game where we actually disagreed on the Rams and the Cardinals. You know, I was able to, uh, I picked the Rams. You know, I think that the Rams, yeah, I feel like they're going to take this one. But what makes you have faith in the Cardinals to get this one done? They just got so many weapons, man. Their offense and defense, bro, they got weapons on both sides with J.J. Watt and then their quarterback. It's and you, you've seen the crazy uh, – he did the, you know, he's playing crazy against the Raiders and keeping him in the game last week, and they let him on that crazy comeback. Ultimately, they were able to win that in overtime. Playing at home, I think this is going to be a really tough game. You know what I mean? This really could be 50-50, but I think that the, the, the Rams' defense, they're kind of, they finally got that fire under them again. I think Aaron Donald is going to have a really good game. Jalen Ramsey coming off of the game-winning interception he had last week against the Falcons. He's going to be more motivated. I feel like that if the defense of the Rams is able to play how I anticipate them to play. I think that they'll be able to shut down Kyler Murray. And if they can do that, 
They can just they can, it's hard to shut him down because he's too too good of a player. But you can just neutralize him a little bit, you know, make him throw one or two interceptions. And I think the Rams will be able to capitalize. I don't know. I just I know it might be too early to say, but. I just don't feel that they're that Super Bowl team again. Like I, they, I just don't feel that they're giving off that energy. And a lot. And do you think? Do you think the loss of Odell plays into that? You know, I think that their their offense has been one of the main question marks. Exactly. So far. Most definitely, man. Matt Stafford's looking for someone to throw to, not only to Cooper Cup, but he's looking for other options, man. And I, and I think you know they've lost a couple pieces on that offensive line, and obviously you know we're seeing how how big the loss of Von Miller you know is. Exactly. And we talked about that right after the Bills played the Rams and smoked them. You know, oh, we realized, okay, the Von Miller loss, you know, we knew it was big. We knew it was a big deal, but but we knew it was a crazy big of it, way bigger than I think some people thought. Exactly. So I just don't think they're giving off that energy, bro, that that grit. And then we have a legendary quarterback matchup this weekend, when, you know, between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, you know, playing basically me out there as wide receiver. He's got no wide receiving options. And some would say similar, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, Alan Lazard, I don't know, he's playing on one leg right now. Sammy Watkins, I just saw, he's out, he's not playing. This is basically, I think, is going to be, uh, the, we're going to see two legendary quarterbacks play with no receivers, you know, but I just think the Bucks at home, they're probably going to be able to get this one done, and I think you picked the Bucks as well. Yeah, because you can't count out Tom Brady, man. He's always Even with nobody. Be able to, yeah, he's just always going to be able to get it done, man. Even, even if it's a close game and it's, Towards the fourth quarter, man, I know Aaron Rodgers is able to get it done as well. But yeah. sometimes there's been times where he's choked, bro. So I believe that Tom Brady's just consistent. Yeah. Consistent with getting it done at the end. I think that what's going to win the Bucks this game is it's going to be a – it's crazy to say this because we got two legendary quarterbacks out there, but I think this game is going to be a defensive battle. And I, and I think that, you know, in a, in a defensive battle, I got to lean towards the team with a better defense. And I like the Bucks defense. You know, the Green Bay has a good defense, but – you know, I think we saw, you know, obviously, even against, you know, the, the Vikings, you know, not really good performance. We saw, I wasn't that impressed even by the Bears win. You know, that Sunday night football game was not an impressive win by any means for the Green Bay Packers. So I think that they still have some question marks, and I think there's going to be even more question marks after the Bucks ultimately take this close win, I feel like, you know what I mean? It's going to be a field goal type of game. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, Any other games you think we should highlight? The Raiders, maybe? If you want to talk about it. Nah, I mean, I think the Raiders, Titans are, are I think the Titans, they got blown out by the Bills. I, I think that the Bills are obviously really good, but the Titans aren't that bad. But I think the Raiders are going to bounce back from that loss against the Cardinals. Yeah, man, because they, they can't only rely on Derrick Henry forever, the Titans. So they're going to have to change their and they, do don't have AJ, they don't have A.J. Brown anymore, and we're seeing how big of a loss that is. They're going to have to add another and let's option. Be and let's be real. The Raiders' main issue last week against the, the Cardinals, look, Devontae Adams caught a touchdown, but he had one re- or two receptions for 12 yards and a touchdown. Look, you can't – you can't – that can't happen. That just can't happen. You know, there's no ex- – we don't, we don't need to explain why. If you give Devontae Adams two catches, you ain't winning that game. Facts. You know what I mean? Derek Carr is going to have to do a better job at getting in the ball – and obviously, Devontae Adams is getting some of the best corners in the game guarding him, but he's gonna just have to he's gonna have to get open then. You know what I mean? Just be real. There could be behi- there could be something behind it, whether it's like practice and the coach want maybe wants him to get other options involved. Exactly. But week 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 one, we saw him. You know, Devontae Adams had you know like twelve or thirteen catches. You know, he had and it was over a hundred yards, and that's what okay, that's what we expected to see. So maybe they're trying to switch up the game. Now, obviously, it didn't work. 
for now. It but De- Derek Carr can't be only throwing to Devontae Adams forever. Yeah, and, and you did you you picked the Raiders to win the division and exactly. You know, they they right now they started off 0 and two. This is a must win for them. Exactly. If they're gonna you know have you any chance to win their division or, or even make the playoffs at this rate, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna need to win this game. I don't and Owen it's gonna be really tough for anybody who's 0 three to make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Or even come back from that. It's tough, you know, the, the morality is down. And that's the, it goes the same thing with the Bengals, you know what I mean? That's a crazy it's just crazy to me that the, the Bengals are at risk of starting 0-3 as well. Because you got to win like five, six games in a row in order to be able to catch up. Exactly. And, and I do think that the Bengals are a little bit fortunate that they got to play the Jets this week. And hopefully that can well – not hopefully, I guess. But hopefully because I picked them, hopefully that will save them from going 0-3 because they're gonna, if they're going to have any chance of making the playoffs, they're going to have to win this game. Especially with Zach Wilson being injured for the Jets. Just, exactly. They got their chance. This is – this is what the Bengals needed. They needed to play the Jets at this time. And if they can't win this, then their season might be done. Bet. So I know we never talked about this about the channel, but you ready to get into the next topic, baseball? Yeah, I, I am ready. Cool. Let's talk about it. So we've got, obviously, this is the, the, one of the biggest stories in sports right now. A- the Aaron Judge. He's breaking breaking records, making history. He is soon to hit his 60-second home run. Uh, which would break the would break Babe Ruth's record. Babe Ruth, yeah, potentially, he's going to be the best baseball player to ever play. Well, I don't that's know. That's what they're saying. I don't know. Well, I don't know about that, but he's just going to break the record. But they're saying what he's going to be like top five, something like that. Oh, he's going to be up he's, there. He's I mean, like if he's like able there. to keep doing this, he's going to be up there for sure. That's what I'm saying. But so he's about so Aaron Judge is about to hit his 60 second home run, and the ball of this home run is expected to be worth. Seven hundred fifty thousand between seven hundred fifty thousand and one point two million dollars. So the question of the day is: If you caught this ball, what would you do? Honestly, I know the person didn't get much. That this happened before recently in his exactly. life. So, I, and the person didn't get that much for it. He got assigned baseball and maybe a like bats, a, a bats, a few bats, and a few bats. Honestly, I would give it back to him if he was willing to say like he was gonna donate it to like, like a charity or like some 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 type of way to inspire young players to want to play. You know what I'm saying? Put it in like some type of baseball museum. You know like what I mean? Baseball Hall of Fame. Exactly. So you, you would give it back to Aaron Judge and ask for nothing for return. No, because I would want it to be more of like to inspire the youth. It's unbelievable. I can't believe you just said that. If I caught this ball, because if he because if he breaks the record, bro, that's something that's never been done, and it'll give younger players ins- the inspiration to say, "Hey, maybe I could beat his record." Yeah, the only person who's ever hit more home runs than this is Barry Bonds, who hit like seventy, but that was in the National League. Because exactly. we're going to break the American League record, which in, it would be the second most home runs in a single season. And we're talking Barry Bonds. The, 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 we're talking years. You know, We're talking like 20 years or whatever. So it's pretty some, it's something that doesn't happen every day. And, and this record that he's about to break, Babe Ruth, we're talking about. This is like almost 100 years. You know what I'm saying? Like That's unbelievable. Crazy. But if I caught this ball, Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball, I'm going to do the exact opposite. Like I would love for it to go. I want it to eventually get to the Hall of Fame and all stuff like that because it's gonna need to. It's very historical. But but the first thing that I'm gonna do is 
sell it to, to whoever I got to sell it to. I mean, I'm, t- I'm cashing in. I'm cashing in it. Maybe I'm not. Maybe you don't get the full seven hundred fifty thousand or one point two million or whatever it is. But you got to cash that in for something. You know what I mean? And look, the guy who traded in the sixtieth home run ball, he's only getting a couple baseballs and a signed bat and stuff like that. I mean, that guy got finessed. Maybe a couple thousand dollars worth of merch. He's getting finessed, bro. It, it was literally. It could have been worth max like five hundred thousand dollars. You know, between fifty and five hundred thousand. And he got a couple thousand dollars, maybe worth of merchandise, and he got to meet Aaron Judge and. You know what I mean? Just say you say you met him. You know, and that's cool. But like, when it when this one, bro, it's worth all that. Nah, you know what I mean. And if you are to give it back, you know, and and they're like demanding it or something like that, which they can't do necessarily. But let's just say they were, you gotta at least get some season tickets. And, and like, I would not even just season tickets for the whole season. If you catch this ball, bro, the Yankees should be giving you season tickets for life. I also I I mentioned that to you as well before the pod like like that guy should have got Yankee Yankee season tickets for life. It's just crazy how he did it. It's just like crazy. that's what I'm uh, that's that's what I'm saying. Like maybe like I I would personally especially for this ball it has to be for life. But you know what I mean. Like I would like, for life just makes the the most sense. You know what I mean. And it doesn't even have to be like they didn't even give it to him for a couple of years. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like at the minimum, bro, you got to be like, oh, you can have season tickets for like five, the next five years or something. Like that. All, right, that, all right, at the end of the day, I guess you kind of take that. That's pretty cool. Season tickets for five years for free. But like, if you catch this ball, bro, and if they're not offering me season tickets for life, but just to start out the negotiation, I'm closing the door on the Yankees. I'm saying, bro, goodbye, bro. And I'm going straight to the the auction or whatever, and I'm gonna get my 1.2 million for sure. Yeah. So, you ready to move on to the next topic? Yeah. So this is something a little bit different on the channel. You know, something that, uh, you know, it's, it's still about sports, but it's actually a personal story of ours. You know, something we've actually gotten to do. Contrary to our, our other types of content, you know, where we just kind of give our opinions on, you know, the most trending topics and stuff like that. This is actually a personal story. You know, recently we've been getting, we got the opportunity to meet. You know, a few months ago we got the first opportunity to meet uh, Dick Vitale, a legendary ESPN basketball commentator. Everyone knows him. You know, awesome baby. Everyone knows him. You know, he doesn't really need much of an introduction, but we've gotten the chance to meet him and, and see him a couple times. But most recently, uh, was it just yesterday? Yeah, we were able to go to First Watch and visit to uh, and visit and donate to his cancer foundation. Exactly. And we wanted to show off the new decoration that is going to be coming somewhere around here or in the new studio that we eventually get very, very soon. Hopefully y'all can see this real good. Hold it up. Dickie V obviously signed it, and then he, he wrote it out to us right here. You know, Shooter Straight Podcast, awesome baby. So it's a real cool memento that we were able to get, you know, to signify, you know, for the podcast. And it was really cool to to get this and being able to meet him and all that. So obviously, you know, thanks to him. And it, it was really cool to, to get to see him a couple times. And, you know, we're going to stay in touch with him and obviously, and uh, you know, see what the future holds with that. Of course. Uh, anything else you got to say? What else you got to say about that? Um, no, I, it was a great time, and I was glad that we were able to donate to his cancer foundation. Exactly, and, and you know he's doing many cool things very soon. You know he even got to talk to us about some of them. Uh, so, you know we we were we, it'll be, it was, and he'll be on the road again. Exactly, he's going to be doing basketball, and so we're excited to see that, and we're we're just glad that he was able to you know officially be cancer free and all that, which is just a blessing. And that's why it was so cool to meet him. And, you know, we, we, we thank him a lot. You know, thanks, Dickie V. Probably thanks, watching Dickie the, V. 
Exactly. So you ready to move on to the, the next topic, music? Yeah, let's get into it, man. Exactly. From sports to music. Let's get into it. So we've got Offset officially dropping his new album on uh, November yeah, November 11th, 2022. He just announced the track list, or he just announced the date, and the expected features, Moneybag Yo, Cardi B, potentially Juice World, and there's more that we don't even know about yet because he hasn't announced the track list. So what are your expectations for this album based on what we know? <sighs> bro, we just we know it's going to be a ba- banger, bro. Banger now, a classic? I don't know about that, but we know it's going to be a banger, like straight up bangers on it. I think that we can expect, you know, I think it's interesting. Obviously, we we ha- we heard the first single. Uh, Five, you know, four, we, three, two, one. Exactly, and then we had the song with Moneybag Yo. So I think, obviously, I, I would say it's two for two so far. Exactly. And we know, we know that the production is going to be there. We've already heard it. And we know, honestly, solo offset, you know, we know what he can do. You know what I mean? He's, he's done it before. He's proved himself consistently that as a solo artist, he can hold his own. For you know sure. I mean? Away from the Migos. He's, al- he's already proved that. And now, obviously, with that beef or whatever, he's going to have to kind of do it on his own if that's going to continue. But I think the real question is, will this album be better than Father of Four? And in my opinion, I think it will be. I know a lot of people love Father of Four, and me, myself included, but I'm not going to lie, for that album, if you really know Offset, he previews a lot of good snippets on Instagram Live and never drops them. And I'm not going to lie, Father of Four, he has some bangers in the vault that he didn't drop, and there's rumors that he might be dropping them on this album. We don't know. If he drops what I kind of expect him to in, in the kind of songs he's been dropping and the snippets and everything, if he keeps dropping these, I think that this is going to be better than Father of Four. I think the features are going to be better. I think everything about this album is going to be better. I think That's what I'm be, saying. I think it's just going to be like kind of how a discography should go, bro. Like his, this next, like his, the new album should always be better than the last, in my opinion, for the most part. And he potentially is adding Juice World. <laughs> exactly. Man. He just tweeted out, "Should I add the Juice World song to my album?" And we we do not know officially yet if this if this is a new Juice World collaboration or if this is the leaked collaboration that has already came out between them called What's Bracken. I think I played it for you before. You know, is it we've, if it's that song, I know it's going to be a banger. That song, if you, if you know Juice World leaks or, you know, keep up with that, uh, you know that song's a banger. Um, if it's that song, it's going to be a banger. But it might be a different song. Exactly. You know, they probably recorded some other songs. We don't know yet exactly what it is. So if it's a different song, I would expect it to be a banger as well. You know, they're already, every song they've made together has been good so far. And I, you know, I hope Projected he, sales. Projected, oh, I would expect Offset to sell alone seventy five k plus. Yeah, seventy five k plus. I, I want to say a hundred k, but like a lot of people have just been selling less recently. I'm not gonna lie because so of I, the I don't numbers. Want, so I don't, because they adjusted how the numbers were, and, and I just don't want to set the expectations too high for Offset. I don't know exactly what Father of Four sold, but I would expect you know just based on the, how the current kind of sales are going for everyone, Offset's probably gonna sell about seventy five k. Yeah, I'm saying eighty. To, I'm saying eighty to a hundred. I, I want to say 100 based because, you know, I love Saying low, uh, low 80, 80K, but or if it's projected to sell more than what it's projected to be, then 100. I would say it, it also is going to depend on what other features are on there. And if, 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 he, has a, if he has a big hit, you know, uh, like I would imagine, you know, anytime you've got a Cardi B feature, and obviously the Oxys don't have a Cardi B feature, that song could be a, a hit. And, and it, you know, it don't really take much. So that song could be a hit, and that could 
you know, bump up the sales from the 75K I'm talking about to, you know, you know, 80 to 100K, like you're saying, you know, and Nav, even he outsold what his projections were at first, so maybe Offset can do the same. Exactly, but we got Quavo and Takeoff dropping a new album with with both of, with Quavo and Takeoff starting the new group. Offset alone, man, I just don't think either of the albums will be classic because they can only create a classic together. Well, they just announced a new track list for the album, only built for Infinity Links. Quavo and Takeoff, yep. And, you know, the features are confirmed to be Mustard, NBA Youngboy, Young Thug, Gunna, Birdman, Summer Walker, and Gucci Mane. So the real question is, who's going to have the better album, Quavo and Takeoff or Offset? It's hard because we only know the expected features for Offset. Uh, if it's just if it's just a couple features Offset puts on, I don't think it's going to be able to beat beat Quavo and Takeoff's Infinity Links. I really don't. But you're saying if Offset does have the the same kind of features that Quavo and Takeoff has, it'll be better. It has the possibility. But you gotta give it, you gotta give a definitive. Then I definitely got Quavo and Takeoff as of now, for sure. No question about it, man. Gucci Mane, Young Boy, Young Boy, man, Gunna, man. man come on now. I think, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it in the past. The old Migos. Look, we, we know when Quavo and Takeoff have had to really get together and make, you know, just songs alone together. We see it in 2015 when Offset was locked up. We know what they can do. We knew what they did back then. Man, Chinatown was 2013, but they made bangers together. Just Quavo and Takeoff. We know what to expect. You know, obviously Offset is a is, is a great solo artist, but I think that Quavo and Takeoff as a duo, they're probably gonna make a better album. As of exactly. right, I would say as of right now. That's it. You know, I I, I personally love Offset's solo work. But that's why I said don't sleep on his don't sleep on the features, man. He could add more features and it could change. It could change. It could. Could possibly change. If Offset is able to drop a better album, I think this that could look bad on Quavo and Takeoff. Yeah, I think Vice a, versa. This, I know, bro. This is like a real competition. And like I'm not gonna lie, whoever has the better album, bro, like it's gonna I think it could create an even bigger rift. You know what I'm saying? Like they're dropping around the same time and stuff. Like Or it could I don't think it's gonna bring them back together, bro. It could. Because it could, whoever loses could be the one to admit, yo, I was like, wrong in the I situation. Ah, uh, maybe, bro. But, but we'll never know what was f- the full story about what happened behind the scenes. But whoever, they probably made an agreement saying whoever loses this bet behind the scenes is going to have to say sorry about the situation. Mm, dad, that would be crazy, bro. But, like, I don't know. I feel like all three of them, like, they're low-key, like, if, they, if, they're, if it's really that much of a competition... I don't think they're going to just be able to, like, after they lose. I don't know. I feel like they're all going to be sore losers. I don't know. Offset just mentioned all three of them recently I, he, on an interview when they did. were talking about his favorite album. He, he did, and, and that gives me a little bit of hope that they might be able to, you know, stop the beef or whatever. If it's beef, we, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't really know anything confirmed. They've been real closed, quiet, you know what I mean? The only thing we know 100% is that, you know, there was uh, the beef with the, you know, the label, obviously, and QCP and, you know, we would kind of assume the fact that Offset has kind of been, I guess, away from the label and Quavo and Takeoff still are. We can assume that there's still beef, but we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And at the end of the day, like, family is kind of that transcends, like, so, like, I don't know. I feel like it, it could still be 
some a lot of things going on behind closed doors between the three of them that we just might never know about, but I feel like we will know eventually. You know what I'm saying? Facts. You ready to get into the next topic? Yeah. Bet. Let's talk about little baby drops the not the official song for the FIFA World Cup, but Budweiser's official song for the FIFA World Cup. Exactly. And he's getting a lot of backlash because people are saying it's not a FIFA World Cup song, but it it's literally not. It's just Budweiser's FIFA exactly. World Cup song. So the backlash is kind of like not really like sh- not justified. Yeah. But he dropped The World Is Yours to take, and I'm not going to lie, a lot of people are giving it backlash, like I said. The the song itself, I'm not going to, it's not it's not a bad song. And honestly, like, I think that that could be the most, like, FIFA song, like, FIFA-related song that, he that, could possibly you're, make. that you're getting out of Little Baby. Or, like, or any kind of rapper in general. Yeah. Like, you could have any rapper, like, kind but of. No, nah, but I'm sure world. that some of the, like. The other rappers would be more inclined to do it, but not Little Baby. Yeah, and and I think it would, but yeah, I think it is kind of weird, like to a certain extent. And he did, he did kind of like they kind of like had a little like kind of flair of the FIFA at the end of it. And you could tell he like like he was definitely it was the same flow and stuff like that, but he was definitely specifically choosing different lyrics just because he was doing this. You know what I mean? Like he said, he literally said, mentioned Budweiser. Budweiser. Like, come on, bro. You know, little baby don't drink Budweiser, bro. Little baby has never drank a Budweiser in his fucking life, bro. He's just saying that because of the song. I I don't know about he's never drank one ever. For the the most part, bro, you never really see You Come on, bro. Little baby don't really drink. You know, little baby don't drink Budweiser. Yeah, he's getting a bag. He's getting a bag. And like I respect it, and, and like but, but that's what I'm saying. The backlash is so kind of unjustified to a certain because people are they got the impression that it was the official song, but it's not actually the official song. We listened to the official song, and it sounds like exactly how a FIFA World Cup song always has sounded, like a real pop, like kind of cultural exactly. kind of song. Like you know, Waka Waka was you know Shakira obviously back in the day. It's more similar to that type of song, and and that's what the official World Cup song should be. It was a good song, but I understand you know Budweiser. They're they're a more American based audience, and they're obviously going to get a rapper. And Lil Baby is the hottest rapper right now, so like I I know why Lil Baby took it, and he, the song is good. I mean, I'm not I'm not bumping it every day or anything like that. No, but it's a good song. You know what I mean? And speaking about what we mentioned before, man, that's another person who could be on Offset's tape that could switch the whole game. Oh, Lil yeah. Baby is on Offset's tape. Yeah, we know they collabed in the past. Yeah, but I don't think that's obviously no. That's not gonna happen, bro. He's on QC. Well, baby's on QC, and he, and he was just with QCP and all that. It's not going to happen. It could. It, it, it was much more likely that he was going to be on Quavo and Takeoffs and Offset. Because, like, bro, Offset, or Lil Baby, Offset does not want no Lil Baby feature right now, bro, on QC. Or like, you know what I'm saying? They've been having beef, and QCP ain't going to cl- even clear a Lil Baby feature for an Offset album. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I, I highly doubt it. I would I would highly doubt it. But we got Young Mo. He just announced his new album, dropping uh, the twenty sixth in two days, titled "Real One." The features are Shy Glizzy on the new on the single "Spaceships," Fat Trail, Don Berna, and Young Rue, who's on there twice. It was fire. So, what are your expectations for this Young Mo album? The single was fire, spaceships, man, with Shy Glizzy. So, bruh, how much is gonna sell just because of Young Mo's name? 
It's not going to sell that much, but the album's definitely going to be fire. And we know he's putting on for the DMV. You know what I mean? He, he's, the, he's the voice of the DMV right now. And so that's before you keep going. That's what I was saying. Like, do I believe he's going to sell 100, 130K? No, just because of his name, but it could put him on the map. He's going platinum in the streets. And it could put him on the map and that's potentially saying, sell like even 60, 70K. And for Young Mo, like, that's a lot. And this album, you know, I feel like this is the one that can put Young Mo into the into that next category. You know what I mean? He's gonna move up after of this. I feel like look, we just heard the the new you know, the single Spaceships with Shy Glizzy and he slid on that. And I would just imagine that the whole album is gonna be very similar. He's he, like I don't think that the, I I don't really expect him to have a you know, a bad song on it, I'm not gonna lie. I I, I expect it's gonna be a banger, and I feel like this is gonna put Young Mo officially on the map. You know, for not just in the DMV, but I'm saying for all, like the whole country gonna to have to be put on notice. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Outside of just the DMV, we know this shit gonna go crazy in the DMV, and you know, we, yeah, he been he's like the voice of that right now. But this is gonna elevate. And he's been him. gaining tra- tra- traction. He, in, he's been exactly. gaining traction in the South, but exactly. But we know now. Like, I think this album is gonna be the one that kind of breaks him off, and maybe not mainstream 100 percent yet, but close to it. If not, if not into it all, all of it fully. Facts. So let's talk about Mango Fu. He drops his new album. QC artist Mango Fu drops his new album, Red Clay. Well, n- Offset's mm, artist. Offset's artist now. Exactly. He was QC's artist, but... We don't, we don't even know what's going on with all that. Exactly, but... Uh, he could potentially artist. be an Offset's artist, and Offset's starting a new label. Something like that. So he could potentially be in the works. So Red Clay by Mango Fu. What are the what are your first impressions on the album? Album was fire. And you 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 said while we were listening to it and how you know just the first half the first half of the album was much more like melodic based and he was really going in on the second half. Yeah. So the first half of the album was more melodic based, like you said, Zach, but he was just trying to like focus on like I believe like just appealing to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. However, during the second half of the album, he was like, yo, let me get back to my core fan base, people that have been watching me or listening to my music for a long time. And then that's what he did. Uh, and, I, and I think when you when I look at the track list, obviously every single song, look, Simon Says We're Rich the Kid, you know, banger. The song with Quavo, we knew that's firing off. That shit was fired on a Pierre beat. I would I didn't expect Mango to get a Pierre beat. That, that was really, you know, fire. Then and he put on someone, La La 30. Yeah, low, no, low one way. Oh, low, low one and way. And then he had, uh, that's what it was. Yrant, I don't know why I said Yrant, what, is, what, what it was, Merck, right? Yeah, Yrant Merck, but he's been around for a little minute. Well, no, but he didn't put him on, but he was on the album. Yeah. And then, so, and he had Quavo Takeoff and Offset on the, on the project as well. Every single song, you know, that had a feature was a banger, but then in general, like, the, the album, it's, it's exactly what I expected. I've been, I was personally waiting on this album for a minute. And you know, once I saw Mango, I'd announced it, and this is we see how Quavo better than I expected. We see how Offset, I expected a banger. Offset, Quavo, and Take Off were all on the same album, bro. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Lil Baby could be on Offset's album, bro. He can't sleep on it, bro. I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping on it. He can't sleep on it, bro. It's not gonna happen. I I would bet. Like, but you gotta understand QC about the money, bro. That's why. That's why they cleared Mango and Offset and all them being on the same album. Even I would bet. I would bet. 100k that little baby's not gonna be an offset album. Like you could have said the it, sa- you could have said the same thing for Mango Fool, and that that Quavo and Takeoff wouldn't have been on there. 
But like, Lil Baby has had beef with the Migos in, in the past as well. But it's like it's just not. It's beyond of like. I that would, beef I, was more I with Quavo. I would have said it was unlikely that he was going to be on the album even before the QC beef, just because like they don't, they're not the real, they're not they real close or nothing. You know, but we're going completely off traffic. I'm trying to keep the focus on Mango. No one talks about him enough, so like let's actually talk about him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This like he's underrated. We we've been personally listening to him for a while, and this is the first album he's dropped. We literally saw it on Apple Music. It was the first album he dropped in six years. Facts. So. Can you do you think he will be able to break into the mainstream with this album or with his next project that he's dropping? Definitely with his next project, because now that he's under Offset's label and Offset's getting a lot of track traction in the news as of this moment because of the beef, Mango might be able to take on the, take up the opportunity, but not this tape, bro. Not this project. Give it, give it the next one. People yeah. are gonna, people are going to Google his name, all that stuff right now, but. The next one is when he has the possibility to break in the mainstream. Yeah, I would agree. I, I don't think the promo when that was necessarily the best, but I think Offset, he's kind of working on doing his own album too. So like it's hard for him to fully promote Mango Fu and, and really give him the promotion that he probably deserves. You know what I'm saying? So I would feel like this is probably like the warm-up album almost to a certain extent. He's going to need a music video with him. Exactly. I think like there's going to have to be you know some certain things like that in order for him to fully break into the mainstream. But I think... Like the next pro, and he said, I think Mango even said it that once he dropped this album, he was already he already had another tape ready or something like that. So I don't know exactly what to expect with that, but I feel like the he'll be able to promote it better, and I feel like the the he's gonna get a lot of you know people checking him out based on this project. You know, anytime you got Quavo take off Offset on your album and stuff like that, people are gonna start checking you out Facts. more so than they were because I would say not a lot not a lot of people were talking about him. You know what I mean? I didn't even see people talking about that the album dropped. You know, some people, some fan pages, like rap fan pages and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's really underrated. But I feel like just because the big names on the album, some people will start to look them up. And then in the next project, like you said, that'll be the one where it sells the most he's ever had, you know, on Billboard and stuff like that. And then he'll actually start to, you know, break into that mainstream level. Yep. Facts. So, I know you want to talk about Big Walk, dog. Exactly. He just dropped his new album. Trick City, which I was waiting for. And the features on the album were Gucci, Gucci Mane, obviously, Lil Baby, Pooh Shiesty, and Big 30. Well, Lil Baby and Pooh Shiesty being on the same song. Exactly, and, and that was a single that had been out for a minute as well. Um, and Gucci was on there twice. My first impressions on the album would be this album was it was a banger. But we, like, we heard the songs, obviously, the Lil Baby song, Pooh Shiesty, we heard that as a single. We knew it was fire. We heard one of the Gucci songs as a single as well. And then the Big 30 song, we didn't even know. But then there was other songs on there uh, that were like, like the intro and stuff like that. Like, like just the solo Big Walk Dog. You, like, you can't even sleep on that. Like, it's almost like it's a front to back. It's album. unexpected. Like, 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 like I, I didn't expect it at first. But then when I listened to it, bro, that was fire. Exactly, like he can hold his own just as a, as a solo artist. You cannot sleep on it. Like, as a, as a solo artist, like, he don't even need features. And, and you saw it. There, there's a lot of tracks just by himself. And I think he wanted to prove himself as a solo artist, you know, not just getting a bunch of features because 1017, they, they do a lot of collaborations. And they put, you know, we, we see it on Gucci's tapes and stuff like that. He has, he's got like five people on the same song and stuff like that. So Big Walk Dog, I think, with this album, he has some features, obviously, but he only had the people who he really fucks with. Facts. And then he really wanted to show off him as an artist. And I think that's exactly what he did. I think he's putting the world on notice for real because I've seen... 
lot of people were talking about this album, you know, on Twitter, it was going viral. And I think that this is the album that's going to put him on the map. Definitely, bro. I think it's going to sell big numbers, bro. We're talking. I don't know about huge numbers, like 100K. It's going to be less than that, but it'd be like, like it's, it's going to be in that 50, 75K range for me. I don't know, bro. I think this might put him on the map with the little baby Pushaisi and Big 30, bro. Gucci, bro. Gucci's definitely going to help promote that album, bro. It could could do 90, 100K. Nah, I don't think so. Just because like even, even Nav only did like 50, 60, you know? In the way that the numbers work now, you're right. But, but I think he might have, like, he's going to be close to Nav, I feel like. Maybe 50, 60, 70K. Like maybe my, my beat him might be a little less. I don't know. But he's going to hover around that range. And obviously, I think the little Baby Pooh the song, which was out as a single, and it was kind of a, a hit, kind of will help his numbers, you know, more so. But, you know, it's not going to sell that much. But like I said, 50 to 75K is going to put him on the map. Facts. And, Facts. you know, with Pooh Shiesty obviously being in jail, you know, kind of not forgotten about, but, you know, it's been a minute. You know, I think Big Walk Dog might become that, that second top dog on the label. Sure. 17. You know, well, obviously, when Shiesty gets out, you know, he's still got his spot, obviously. But for now, I think Big Walk Dog might be second top dog on that label right behind Yeah, Gucci. no doubt. For now. And we know 1017, they kind of just keep producing new artists, you know, new bangers. Like, they come out of nowhere. I'm not going to lie. 1017 be just be signing random people. Next thing I know, Gucci puts them on a song with him and they're fire. The same thing happened with Big Scar. Like, I don't even know where Gucci finds some of these people. Like where did he find Big yeah, Walk Dog? You see, he's not he's not big enough. He doesn't have that big of enough a name yet to sell eighty to hundred. So like probably like yeah, more like 75, 70. But like you 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 seen like Big Walk Dog is like six foot eight tall and stuff like that. Like he's like I don't know where Gucci even finds these people. Like but they're they he, Gucci has a he has a real eye for talent evaluation. I've noticed that about Gucci, and I give him a lot of credit. And he has good people around him. His transition from. What he was to the business side of, of it, he's, he's done. It's done really incredible, and he has a real good ear for for hot artists. He, he's found Big Walk Dog. He's found Shiesty. He found Big Scar. I mean, this guy just finds incredible artists, and I get I give props to Gucci. Facts. Ten Seventeen, one of the best labels in the game, if not the best label. That. So let's get into culture. We got a seventeen-year-old hacker getting arrested for you know. GTA six leaks. Not gonna lie, I, I, this is crazy. First of all, the fact that he was this guy, the seventeen year old kid, young, three years younger than me, which is just crazy to think about, was, was able to get GTA six. This is like this is like getting the holy grail. This is like finding the 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 the, 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 the fucking pot at the end of the rainbow. F- to be able to get into the GTA six files and leak them, bro, that's just incredible. But I, it, it's I'm not gonna lie, he. Definitely deserved to get arrested because it's illegal as hell. Like, let's just be real. He it definitely deserved it. But I just think it's it's incredible how this the seventeen year old kid was even even able to get GTA six. You know it was what I'm a saying? it was a service to the community almost, bro. We've been waiting for this like that's game what I'm for saying, like bro. eight years, bro. It was a like, service to the community. He he did he he sacrificed himself for the greater good of of, of gaming of GTA everywhere. exactly like. And it's, Rockstar. It's, it's incredible. Obviously, we, we, every, it's unfathomable to think about that, how long it's taken for them to make GTA 6. And the fact that this 17-year-old hacker... Had to the, give the details about the game, the game. Because it's been so long. And the literal company owners don't want to give too much details about the game. Because maybe they're not... Whether they're not Ready. fully fully finished, 
But how, the game how could you not be not finished yet? You know what I'm saying? It's been too freaking long. What have, what have you been working on? It's just crazy. So overall, man, I just, yeah, we think it's an overall positive and good service to the community of what the kid did. However, like we know it's against the law, so he deserved to get arrested at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of unfortunate because like I'm, I'm, I'm honestly appreciative of what he did. You know, I think everyone is to a certain extent. But then like when you look at it from obviously Rockstar's point of view, like you can't. Obviously, obviously they're going to be pissed, and obviously, like they're going to push for this kid to get arrested and do whatever they have to do to get him arrested, and he did. And it's ultimately, it's kind of what he deserved. But like, but at the end of the day, he did a real service to the community. And at the end of the day, they they know that they're getting more traction about it because we're talking about it. Oh yeah, people are talking about it. They know at the end of the day that it's going to benefit their game. Like this leak helped out their game. You know what I'm saying? Fact. Like it, it's basically free promo. Everyone's talking about this. You know what I mean? So. It, it's it's not it's not like this is gonna set back the game or really lose them money. I think if anything, it might actually gain them some money. Without a doubt. So you ready to talk about Johnny Depp dating his lawyer? Yeah, I'm ready. That's that's a crazy situation, bro. Like like not necessarily that crazy because we all knew it was gonna happen, but like just like you know dating your lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Like as an actor, Johnny Depp. You know what I'm saying? It seems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It don't. It, it seems kind of kind of weird, kind of kind of sus, but you know what I'm saying. But you know what it is. He has the freedom to do whatever he wants. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, literally do whatever he wants. <laughs> like he, he yeah. I, I, there should be obviously like I think it's more just the people are kind of sketched out about it because it's the lawyer and that whole situation. But at the end of the day, it's not like we should be judging him for who he wants to date. You know what I mean? Obviously, he probably feels very. Fairly strongly about his lawyer, you know what I mean. Grew that grew a real connection to her through that whole court case or whatever, and she probably kind of felt the same way. And it's Johnny Depp. I mean, most women are gonna kind of fold for Johnny Depp. Let's just be real. At a certain point, he was like sexiest man alive and stuff like that. Like he was up there, you know what I mean. So like, I, I can't really blame the girl, and then like I can't really blame Johnny Depp either. You just gotta it, feel bad for who she left it. Oh yeah, well, if, she if left it, her husband. If it was, <laughs> what was it like that? Yeah, she just, yeah she divorced just to, just to get with Johnny Depp. Pretty much, so you gotta you gotta you gotta feel a little bad for him. But at the end of the day, he probably go recover, and you know, he's gonna get a little track. He's gonna get a little name for himself off this. His, his name gonna be in a couple articles, bro. So yeah, it's kind of kind of that is unfortunate though. For I mean, oh, you would hate to be in his shoes. That would be ass. <laughs> he won't be on the next Bachelor or nothing, but he'll 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 be on something. They'll do something for him. I mean, they. I can't. They, I hope so because damn, it's kind of messed up. I mean, Somebody but, will do. But at the end of the day, bro, like, you know, most girls, like I said, most girls are gonna fold. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of sad. I guess she folded that easy to you, but Johnny Depp. You know what I mean? Most people, most of the time, you're gonna fold. Unfortunately. Facts. Speaking of relationships, and then we got Kanye going on GMA talking about a whole bunch from Gap to co-parenting with Kim Kim Kardashian. So. Get into that. Yeah, well, you know, we we got to saw the interview on Good Morning America, and obviously the highlight of the interview for me, you know, he did address a lot of things in this interview, and it was a really good interview, I would say. You know, there's been some Kanye interviews that have been complete craziness, but this particular interview was crazy. But the highlight of the interview for me was Kanye admitting that Sway had the answers. That was the highlight of the interview for me, and I and. I told you this, bro. Like, it's funny. I told you this a few months ago, I think. And I was like, bro, 
He I, needed to do everything I, I, by himself. I, I just hope Kanye does his own thing, bro, because he's big enough now. Yeezy is so big, bro. Just do your own thing, please. He's finally doing it, bro. He's dropping the last collab with with Gap, a collab with Gap and Balenciaga, and I think it's good that they're gonna drop the final collab and all that and get the kind of get that those pieces of clothing out there that they made and they put the time and effort in on. But I'm glad that Kanye is actually gonna. It t- sucks though, man. Take those that steps to making his own thing. Yeah, it sucks though, man, because Kanye, you know, this is his last collaboration with Gap. And he but had a b- huge Blancia. relationship with them and growing up. And that's what I'm saying. But And he put, like, Balenciaga to be with Gap. You know what I'm saying? He put he, that collab together. That's, that's, like, let's be real. That's the only reason Balenciaga ever collaborated with Gap. That's what I'm saying. So, know, so Kanye like, kind of really did him so a favor for, with that. So for Gap to screw them on this deal, bro, like. It yeah, Gap, is, Gap messed up. It, sh- it shouldn't have been their last collab, bro. Like, Gap should have made it up to him and made it right, bro. It should have. But I, but I'm glad from Kanye's perspective he's you know sticking up for himself and, and doing doing things on his, his own. own because that's probably what he should have done back in 2013 when Sway was telling him. You know what I mean? That, that was almost he just didn't 10 have years that. Ago. He, he didn't he just didn't think I guess like and, that. But like like he said it and like he, and he was to, screaming and yelling it, bro. But he, like he was saying Sway didn't have the answers. It was just himself, or he just didn't have the answers. Bro. And I think he really did want to. So he just needed do, he wanted to really do some stuff with Gap. Exactly, bro. And he just needed to get just. Get more invested in business and the clo- in the clothing business. He just needed to invest himself more in that and less in the music, and he needed to understand more. And now that he understands more, he's able to be like, "Yo, I'm gonna do everything on my own." And what are your thoughts on potential? And he said this in an interview, but he, and he's hinted at it in the past. He's saying everything potentially at one point in the Yeezy store might be twenty dollars. That's I don't, crazy. I, I don't I'll, know if that's exactly gonna happen, but I want to see what it does for his brand. I'm very interested. It could potentially, like, a lot of people could buy it and it could boost up his brand. Or it could, if people be like, hey, it's only $20, man. You know what I'm saying? And people are used to spending a lot of money on Yeezy and he's catered to that market. It could affect his brand. Potentially not enough people buy it to where he loses a lot of money. And I wouldn't want to see that happen to Kanye. I I only want to see him progress in the future. So would you ever buy... The, some new 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 Yeezy clothes for twenty dollars. Uh, maybe if it was something that was looking really really cool. Like he, yeah, you, have you seen those shades, the sunglasses? No, I haven't seen the shades. He's got like these crazy shades that are coming out for twenty dollars, and and I think that that was crazy because I want to see the designs on the graphic tee. If it's if it's like a cool graphic tee or something like that, or a cool like pair of sweats or something like that, I'll grab. If it, if they're, if they're looking crazy, yeah, yeah, like. And they have something like, that's like, you know what I'm saying? Like Kanye, like original. Yeah. They have to have some type of originality to it. I, f- I feel like that's what he's going to finally be able to do. Not that he wasn't able to fully express himself before, but I feel like if he wasn't, and he said that in the past, he hasn't always been able to. When you're doing your own thing, you can't fully express yourself. And a fully expressed Kanye, I do think we're going to get some real crazy things that are going to, look, let's be real. Not every Kanye shoe idea or shoe model is good. So I think we're just gonna get some crazy stuff, and and not everyone is gonna be a banger. But, but the ones that do hit are gonna, hit, gonna crazy. hit crazy. You know, we've seen it. The ones that he had, like everyone loves the Yeezy three fifties, the banger, banger. Like at the time, nobody knew what they were. But then he drops the silhouette, boom, it goes crazy. And then you know, and we saw the Yeezy seven hundred. You know, that's a crazy silhouette at first, but then people started to love it. And he, he basically dropped that one silhouette where it was basically like a sock, but it's a shoe. Damn. It looks like a sock, but it's a shoe. And, like, not a lot of people were fucking with that one, but that's one of them ones where it's like, okay, like, 
was, I got to check it out. It was a miss, you know what I mean? But but I got to check it out just to see. But I feel like, you know, we're going to see a, maybe a lot more misses, but a lot more hits because Kanye. I'm sure people will still buy that miss. Oh, no, they did. Yeah, no. If you look it up, StockX or whatever, then they like, bought the sock think, shoe, bro. Think, of course, they're I, gonna buy the sock I'm shoe. I'm pretty sure they go for like 500 on resale. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they go crazy on the resale because it's like he, I don't think he ever dropped another version of it because they kind of people said that they were asked, but then Facts. they ended up reselling for crazy. You know what I'm saying? Well, another part of that interview is where he mentioned his co-parenting with Kim Kim Kardashian and how he he couldn't admit that he messed up on social media. However, he needed to do that in order to be more involved as a get involved as a parent because Kim Kardashian was Kim K wasn't letting him get involved as a father. So he needed to get on social media and express what he had to say. And, and some, some would say that they were harsh comments at the time and stuff like that. He, he and he things. even admitted he it. that he even admitted that it was harsh comments. However, it was, it was what needed to be said. It was, and, and those were the, the comments that were going to get the most media controversy that was going to get the, the most attention and Kanye he needed to get the attention, you know. What I mean? He needed to get the attention of the media so that Kim K would be listening to him. Exactly. And, and that's that was the whole point of, of him doing them crazy social media stunts, and he still does them now with the whole legal stuff. He just said, "I love war" and stuff like that. He just kind of he really uses social media more than I would say almost anybody else to really express his thoughts and opinions. You know what I mean? Like that's how he uses social media. He'll literally just go on there and say what he thinks. Facts. And he has such a big platform, it, it kind of works. If, if if I can't really do that, I go on my social media and I just start talking on my story, bro. No one really cares. But it's Kanye. So Kanye, bro, he, he kind of is able to appeal we to that. traction, though, bro. It's not like no one cares. But like I'm saying, like... like As like, of now. I'm talking about, like... like Kanye like, has billions of followers. He's, when he's talking about his of, life and stuff like that. Yeah. Like his kids and stuff like that. Like, like, yeah. a, like a normal guy goes on there, he can't really do that. Of course. You know what I mean? A normal guy, talk about your kids. Of course, you're going to talk about your kids, but... Not really to the extent that Kanye is able to do so because he's Kanye. You know what I'm saying? So Facts. that's why you know he is able to do so, do some crazy things on social media. But I agree. I think that he needed to do those things. He even said it. I agreed at the time. I agreed. I said that even before he said but it. But he admitted that he there were mistakes, and now he's able to pa- co-parent. co-parent his kids. So and, I, and it's it, all positives. And I think you know, even Kim K, she would say. She was probably being a little bit too stubborn and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I feel like she's I'm not going to say that she's growing as a person or whatever, but I feel like she's kind of be, being more receptive to Kanye, especially more so than she was at one point. You know what I'm saying? And I, th- I think a lot of that does have to do with the whole Skeet Davidson thing. And now that they're broken up, she can kind of be a little bit more receptive to Kanye. I, I think, obviously, there was a big, big problem because Kanye hated Pete Davidson so bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Well, like I said, overall now, there's completely positives. You ready to get in the last topic of the day? Yeah. So we got Floyd Mayweather wanting to fight Conor McGregor. Like he's, he's, he said Caught it. Him out, essentially. And yeah. He, he said, said that he said that there were talks, but we don't know. Like, Even though he has an upcoming fight. Exactly. And the upcoming fight is against Deji, KSI's brother. So we know that fight is confirmed. Do you give Deji any chance of winning that fight? Even though it's just an exhibition. I honestly haven't seen enough. I've seen a little bit of Deji, but I haven't seen enough. Like, But it's Floyd Mayweather. I've seen a little bit of him practicing. Like, there's, there's clips out there of him practicing, whatever, whatever. But he can't beat the reigning champ. It's Floyd Mayweather, yeah. Yeah, he's, de- he's definitely not beating it. Do I believe Conor McGregor has a chance if they rematch? Most definitely. You think Conor has a chance? Definitely, Conor McGregor has a chance. He has, he has, 
just has the will within him. And even though boxing isn't his sport, man, he just has that will within him, the fire within him. And it was, it was kind of close, right? Last time it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't horrible. Blow, it wasn't a blowout. No. It wasn't a blowout. So. I remember watching that show. It was like, it was too, such a crazy yeah. event. So I think that's going to be more of an exciting fight. Look, I would say in terms of the fight that Floyd Mayweather has already set up with Deji, Deji has no chance of winning this fight. You know, KSI is saying that Deji has a chance. And I would love, and it, to me, it's, it's almost unfathomable that I'm going to see freaking Deji in the ring with Floyd Mayweather, seeing as I used to watch Deji as a kid opening FIFA packs and doing pranks with KSI and stuff, and now I'm wanting to watch him fight Floyd Mayweather. It's actually crazy to think about. But at the end of the day, he has no chance of actually beating him. Like, Floyd Mayweather, Brett, it should be, this should be first-round knockout. I'm not going to lie. Even though Floyd Mayweather is 50, this should be first-round knockout. This shouldn't even be close. Like, this is like, I, I can't even believe this. And, and Floyd May, Mayweather even said it in a, in a, not an interview, but in a, like a, a sparring battle. He was talking to the, the media while he was sparring or whatever. And he said, like, don't question my tactic. Like, he said, I can literally fight bums and make millions. That's basically, so he's basically calling Deji a bum. And is Deji a bum? No, but he has no chance of being Floyd Mayweather. But, you know, in the interview, he also was calling out Conor McGregor and saying there was talks about it. Conor McGregor has kind of denied the talks, but I don't know if that's exactly how. I don't know. Floyd Mayweather just wouldn't say something without without no reason to say and, it. And so overall, I, would say I think that the fight's going to happen. And I would say the, that fight would be more exciting. Oh, yeah. De, de, uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor would be so much more exciting. But I, I believe I the still, fans agree. And I still, but I still think, regardless of that, Floyd Mayweather would smoke Conor McGregor too. And I love Conor. And I, I'm not going to lie, I was one of those guys that the last time when they fought, I was like, Conor's going to win. And Because I, I always kind of say Conor's going to win. I like Conor McGregor. But, like, he, he's, he can't even win an MMA fight anymore, and I love Conor, but I, I can't give him no faith in beating Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Conor, the thing about Conor, you know, he's always been a good striker, and, you know, you could always catch him, I guess. It's boxing, you know, you catch him one time, you can knock him out. That but definitely happened. It doesn't happen to Floyd Mayweather, though. Just never does. It's quick on his feet. Never has. Never has. If like I would be shocked if Floyd Mayweather ever gets knocked out because he didn't do it when he was actually professionally boxing, and he's not going to do it during an exhibition. Deji's not going to do it. But there were rumors that this could be a professional fight again, and it could be the uh, another official W for Floyd Mayweather's undefeated record. And if that happens, I think it's interesting. But I never thought I would see another official Floyd Mayweather fight because at the end of the day, it's always a risk of breaking that unbeaten streak and when you're already over 50 you know if you're, I think it was 51 when you're already over that bro like what's the point of you in risking it bro you're already cemented as the goat if, if I would hate to see a, a, a L go on his record now when it's basically his career is done and another thing that could give Floyd Mayweather the advantage is that in his, in his free time he could be doing practicing boxing oh he's of course he's always been he hasn't and even the, stopped and that's what I'm retired. saying and Conor McGregor like in his free time he's if not, he even does he does MMA if if he he's even not does pretty, not, he's not really practicing boxing. boxing he's probably practicing MMA but even if he is he's you know what I'm saying he, he's not Floyd Mayweather yeah you know? he's not practicing on a consistent basis and, and he's coming off of I think yeah, he's unless he's that. preparing and for a fight exactly but and if he's if he's denying the claims is he has he been preparing I don't know I think that there's still a lot of question marks. I, I I think that the fact that they're talking about it and they're kind of starting to promo it a little bit. He it, might it's get gonna in happen, the gym. But I don't think it's going to happen until 2023 if it does happen. I don't know. It's just my take. I would say. I, I, could, I would say I, like. I could agree with that take. Because Connor, 
if he hasn't been really training, bro, you're going to need to give him probably, I would say between three to six months just to really train boxing and get back into the, because even last time he said, like, I need time to train boxing, and that's why it took so long for that fight to happen originally. You know, it's going to, it's going to take some time. And if he hasn't even started training yet, I think that we're going to have a lot more time to talk about this fight. You know, there's going to be a lot more things to develop about it. But I think I'm very intrigued by the idea that they're even having talks about the rematch. You know what I mean? I think that, I mean, the money is obviously going to be there. It's people want to see it. I want. going to be a I great sporting it. event. It's one of them things, like, people just want to see that. Yeah, it's going to be a great sporting event, man. You're going to go out. Whatever, even kick it with your homies or whatever, and just watch have the a couple, fight. Yeah, have a couple beers, watch the fight. Enjoyable. And probably see Floyd Mayweather win again, like we've always have. You know, uh, he's never gonna do this, but if Floyd Mayweather was to take a fight, that would would actually be interesting. You know, he'd have to fight Canelo, but that's not gonna happen. He's already beat him younger, I mean, the younger version of Canelo. I don't think he, he he's not gonna ever take that fight. But if he did at this very moment, Canelo would probably win, which is why he's not going to take that fight. Canelo's in his prime right now. We just we saw some of that last Canelo fight. So. Facts. So, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about uh, with the Floyd Mayweather fighting Deji and Conor McGregor? No, I think we can end the podcast here, man. All right. So, yeah. With all that being said, man, that's episode 20 of the Shooter Straight Podcast. Um you know, we just started the Facebook, like we mentioned at the very beginning. So we got that with all of our other social medias down in the description box below. Um, make sure you subscribe while you're down there and, you know, check us out on all the platforms down there. Facts and continue to comment. Again, we'll maybe say an, an interesting take that has been said in the comments about one of the topics that we talked about. Exactly. Or a topic that could, whatever topic. Exactly. We always look. Liking and commenting on our videos, you know, definitely helps out the YouTube algorithm. It kind of shows YouTube to that, we, you know, we're making good content. And it shows us that, that we're, you know, we're continuing to make good content and, you know, give us our uh, your suggestions and everything like that. We take everything into account. We read pretty much every single comment. So let us know, you know, anything about the pod or anything like that, about anything down in the description or in the comment box below. Facts. And hopefully, not hopefully, but we'll be getting on Spotify, Spotify. Real soon. Exactly. I don't know if that's going to happen for, for this episode necessarily, but I know for a fact by episode 21, we will be on Spotify and Apple Music, and we're going to try to get this one on there as well. So, Facts. So with all that being said, man, that's episode 20 of the Shooter Straight Podcast. Man, I'm your co-host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Blue. And, man, we'll see you all next time, man. Peace. Peace. Continue to shoot it straight.